Welcome to the Ready Set Crypto Podcast. Do you expect us to talk? I, you'll be shaken and stirred. Now meet your hosts, Doc and Matt. Views and opinions heard on the Ready Set Crypto Podcast are not necessarily the opinion of this company nor its management. Material on this program is for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 13 of the Ready, Set, Crypto podcast. Something that we're continually looking for at Ready, Set, Crypto are use cases where blockchain and crypto technologies are being put to use by actual companies that are providing value and creating service revenue. And I'm not just talking about crypto kitties. We're looking for companies that are getting into established areas and creating disruption. So today I'm very pleased to have Fran, the founder and CEO of Internext, as my guest today. Internext is a builder of distributed services on top of a unique disruptive technology called XCore. Their first service is slated to come out this year, and it's called XCloud, which is distributed encrypted cloud-based storage. Fran, welcome to our podcast, and I'm glad to meet you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad to meet you as well. Great. Well, to start off with, give us a starting point for this discussion with some background about the XCore technology, from which I understand is going to be the foundation of all the distributed services that you're going to provide down the road. Right. Yeah, so XCore is uh, indeed a distributed network of basically, and it's indeed the foundation of our first service cloud, and potentially be, potentially be the foundation of future services that will, uh, you know, leverage that technology as well. So basically, how how Xcore works is uh, in a very simple way: you just download the program, and basically it uses, uh, you know, the, the available resources of your com- of your computer um, to basically store files of the xCloud uh, of the xCloud uh, app. So that's basically how XCore plays out, and you get paid for that. I'm just a random guy, so let's just pretend I'm an XCore user. So uh, to, to, to understand what, what you're doing is you're building this distributed network of all these XCore nodes out there, basically from people right. that have spare bandwidth and spare hard drive capacity to be able to offer exactly. this xCloud technology. So mm-hmm. you're, you're essentially building this great big distributed network right. of this. So, yeah, so so I'm this, let's just say I'm this random guy who has a terabyte of mm-hmm. spare hard drive capacity and I've got a good fast mm-hmm. internet right. pipe. So can mm-hmm. I really receive passive income in Internext right. to- tokens by acting as a node on your XCore platform? Yeah, that's right. So we estimate that, that uh, XCore users will be around two cents uh, of a dollar per uh, per gigabyte. They 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 you know they give to the network um, that's on a monthly basis, um, which is which is a pretty reasonable rate. Uh, and the thing is that uh, the whole point of this uh, decentralized network is to to be able to provide uh, with XCloud a more secure and more affordable version of you know Dropbox, iCloud, etc. Uh, just like for example uh, Airbnb did with you know the hotel industry, uh, they kind of in a way decentralized that if you if you want. Um, and, and, and that way they are able to provide a more affordable version of a hotel. So we're kind of doing that uh, with the cloud industry, um, and that's how we plan to kind of take these guys off the market, out of out, out of the market. What, what are the critical massive users? So I mean, obviously you need a 
you need a minimum number of nodes out there in the mm-hmm. Xcore market. How, what? How many thousands or yep. how many millions of nodes do you plan, or or do you need right now mm-hmm. just to get a minimum capacity? Right. So the kind of users we expect to have for for the Xcore network are, of course, you know, normal people like like us. Um, you know, we, we developed Xcore in a way that's simple to use. Like you will see now in the beta already, it's super simple to set up, like super simple, like incredibly simple. Um, and so everyone can do it basically. And so, so yeah, we, 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 you know, we expect to have a lot of capacity from, from normal u- users. And on the other hand, we expect data centers as well to kind of leverage the power of, of Xcore because it's a very flexible program. They have servers that are, you know, idle. They can use them to, to run Xcore. Uh, and when we determine the payouts for Xcore users, we, we took all these kind of electricity costs and all kinds of costs into consideration. So it's worth for a data center to kind of run the program, um, you know, on their uh, available storage capacity. And if they ever need that, again, they can just turn it. Okay. Just uh, from... Uh just a technology perspective, say I'm an Xcore user and I've got a piece mm-hmm. of your file. So from what I understand is you'll take a file and you'll distribute it. You'll break it up into small pieces and distribute it all across the network from mm-hmm. your Xcore nodes right. that are out there. So right. what happens if all of a sudden I lose power at my, at, at my node and all of a sudden right. one piece of your file you can't get to? So how do yep. you... How do you back that up? How is how is that recovered from? Yeah, so every every file is split into pieces, and each piece of, of a file, each bit of a file, is uh, replicated amongst different machines. So if a machine was ever to go down, which we expect to happen very often uh, due to the nature of the network, uh, the file simply gets replicated in another machine instantly. So there's always uh, enough pieces of, of files available like at any given time so that's how it plays out okay right now how many how many beta users do you have out there in xcore do you have thousands or do you have millions of them out there right now ready to provide file mm-hmm. services mm-hmm. yes yeah, so uh the beta is not out yet so we, we're launching the beta uh later this month uh, both for Xcore and Xcloud. Um, so, yeah, we, we don't know yet what, what the capacity will look like or what the number of users will look like exactly. Uh, okay. But, yeah, in a, do, in a couple of weeks, I guess, we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> how does somebody get on the beta list for this? Right. So before we release the beta, we, we have a beta wait list available that uh, basically what we'll do is reach out to these guys, you know, as soon as we release the beta so that we, they can start using it. Uh, and if you go internet.com slash core or internet.com slash cloud, you can uh, subscribe for the beta waitlist. And by being part of the xCloud beta waitlist, you can earn 15 tokens every week uh, that we raffle. So that was a pretty interesting. And if you want, okay. I mean, if you, if you want to get into the waitlist, uh, you, you have to do it rather quickly because you, we're going to close it soon. Because of when the beta okay. is coming up now. So let's... Uh... I, I think we had a little bit of breakup on the audio there. Could you go over those uh, those sites okay. to get onto the the beta list uh, mm-hmm. uh, again? Yeah, internet.com slash core and internet.com slash cloud. That's the thing, internet.com slash okay. core so, and slash cloud. 
Okay, internext.com slash core and slash cloud. Okay, excellent. So I'm I'm sure there's okay. a lot of people that are listening to this that may want to kick the mm-hmm. tires and get onto the beta. So you're saying that that's uh, closing mm-hmm. fairly soon. Yeah, that's closing in a few days. Uh, mm-hmm. When do you plan on going uh, live production for this and going uh, service revenue? Right. So for the beta, we're only launching the free plan of xCloud, which is 10 gigabyte of storage. And uh, the, the, the production version will come on uh, in quarter four this year, so a few months after we release the beta already. Um, so, yeah, basically the production version will be a significant improved version of the beta, so we have significant UX improvements, uh, functionality improvements, security improvements. Uh, yeah, but for the beta, we, re- we will already have the, the app ready in all platforms, so for iOS, Android, desktop, web, etc. So that's great. So, Fran, what is your biggest technical challenge at this point? What is the biggest hurdle that you have to get over with X-Core and X-Cloud to get this to be a functioning, uh, revenue-producing application for everybody? Right. So, from the commercial version onwards, we will have paid plans uh, are cheaper than, you know, what we out there. Um, so, I, I don't think we we really have issues. I mean, if we build the product that we that we envision, I don't think we will have issues in kind of being profitable um, because I think, you know, a more secure, um, more affordable cloud, I think that, that's something that people would want to use. Um, but the biggest challenge I think we have is getting there. So uh, I always say the same. So fundamentally, we believe we're using, you know, more complex and more secure technologies than what the big guys are using. We make use of end-to-end encryption, file distribution. Um, but the thing is that these guys have a lot of money and they've spent a lot of time into making sure that their inferior, inferior network uh, is very very well built. So we have to make sure that our, that our technology basically is bulletproof before we can you know safely say that, yeah, this is actually more secure than iCloud. Um, so that's one of the biggest challenges we have, and that you know we will you know, be working on continuously uh, by, by running different security audits, getting hackers try to you know hack our network, and they continue improving everything. Uh, and eventually, it'll be enough for companies and even governments and you know the average Joe to use it, and you know safely say that you know they're using something more secure than whatever they were they were using before. Okay. Do do you envision? Uh, beyond xCloud, do you envision other distributed applications Product. that you can roll out on top of mm-hmm. xCore? Right. Um, so, Internext is not a kind of decentralized services company. Um, Internext is an innovation company, and we plan to kind of disrupt different markets through the use of different disruptive technologies at whatever given point. So, right now, we thought that decentralization was a you know, very innovative technology, and we could use it, uh, you know, to disrupt the cloud industry. The thing is that decentralization has been used for almost any kind of use case already, because there's all kinds of easy ideas that some of them, or most of them don't make any sense uh, when they use decentralization on blockchain. Uh, but there's some others that do make a lot of sense. Like, for example, Civic, I, I like it a lot. Um, so, so you know, if we were what, to create what was, another me, service friend, right what, now, was, what was that last one? Civic. Civic. Uh, Civic is, is actually an app that we're using, uh, C-I-V-I-C. It's a decentralized identity platform. It's super cool. Uh, 
it, it, it's a very well-known project actually um and we're using we've got a partnership with those guys because we think you know the, the value proposition is interesting they're creating like a globalized unified logging system with a kyc and everything so uh, it's super interesting it's a very interesting concept um so you kind of like once and don't have to like sign up once with them and you don't have to log in in any, in any other website anymore manually it's cool and it's super secure as well uh yeah anyway so so yeah, so right now we're using decentralization and blockchain and so on. But we're to create another product, which we will in a year, in a year or so from now. May or may not use decentralization. We don't know, but maybe we can because we can leverage it very easily. But maybe we won't because maybe that sense anymore. Maybe there's another technology that's super new at that given point and that we can use to disrupt. I don't know, whatever industry. Just like, for example, Elon Musk did to the car industry. In the years uh, with you know autonomous vehicles and electric batteries, etc., uh, uh, you know we plan to do it in different industries with different technologies. So we don't know what we'll be next. We'll see what's what's hot uh, at that point. How do you plan to tell the world about Internext? What how how is everybody going to find this out apart from listening to this podcast here? What what type right. of what type of promotions mm-hmm. or public? marketing are you mm-hmm. considering doing for internext right mm-hmm. right so um during this past year we've been running a, a pretty intensive marketing campaign of general awareness uh through different social media platforms uh th- with different youtubers uh twitter influencers uh so quite a few people know about us that's pretty cool we, we have around ten thousand subscribers for the excellent ways which is pretty cool and um, how, how we plan to, you know, to, you know, make people use this is by using, first of all, remarketing tools. Uh, you know, we know who visited our website. We know who, the people who have heard about us. And, you know, we will make sure that these people, once we release the product this month, hear about us again. So we will contact these YouTubers again and make sure that they talk about us, uh, et cetera, and use, you know, Google AdWords, et cetera, for remarketing. Um, so that's one thing we'll do to, to target kind of a general public. Um, but something else we'll do is we get, we'll get a sales team, uh, pitch the product to, to companies, to startups, uh, so they can join our beta, uh, so, and, and potentially as well, of course, the commercial version of the product. Um, and, you know, once we have a more stable product, I think it would be very easy to target uh, these kind of customers. At, at this point for the beta, I think we, we can expect very early adopters who just want to, you know, check out the product and that's it. But that's good enough. But for the commercial version, that's I think it'd be very easy to kind of get people on board. Um, so yeah, we, that's what we. So for the X X Cloud, uh, you're you're not the only person that's in this space uh, trying to accomplish the same thing through uh, block, blockchain technologies. Mm-hmm. How how do you mm-hmm. consider yourself? What what's your differentiation versus your competitors, mm-hmm. such as Sia and so right. forth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is Storage and Sia. Um, basically competing with us. Um, um, the main differentiating factor between them and us is that we are targeting the mass market, whereas they don't seem to be doing that at all. Um, or, I mean, they've been around for so long, yet their apps are still super, like, I mean, unless you're a developer and know how to kind of, and are familiar with the development environment, you won't find it any, like, any easy to kind of set up CR or storage like it's super complex it's super little user friendly and they've hardly done any marketing at all so you know they've built a great technology 
and and it's actually super cool, but they haven't taken the time to sell it or to to kind of make it in a way that people you know want to use it. So it's like for example, I don't know uh, when 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 the computers came out came came to, came to life, um, um, and you know you had all these companies, IBM and so on, and so on, building very powerful computers, but people didn't know what to use them for and for how to use them. And then Apple came and said, hey. This is all you can do with a computer, and it's super simple. And then, you know, people started using computers uh, for, for their homes. So that's kind of what we want to do. We, we want to take this super cool super cool technology into the mass market. So that's what, what differentiates us from them, basically. Okay, yeah, and it's something that I recall reading from your, your pages and your white paper is that you are, are yeah. going to differentiate yourself through a very clean, simple UI for the, for the user. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. A very, you know, very clean, simple messages, UI, and, you know, and, and a great marketing as well. Okay, so how can somebody invest in Internext? You walk, walk, through, mm-hmm. walk, the, walk the listeners through how they can invest into Internext and become part of the solution. Right. So if, if, if people want to buy the Internext token, uh, which, by the way, how it plays out is Internext tokens are used to buy the xCloud service, and uh, they're used to pay xCore hosts. And in turn, XCore hosts, XCore hosts uh, are incentivized to keep to keep the tokens, so not sell them, uh, because depending on how many tokens they have, I mean, the, the number they have with the term payout they receive every month, so they're incentivized to to kind of hold them. Um, Almost like a master node, or yeah, kind of. So that's cool because then there's kind of like a net increase in value because you know there's more buy orders and sell orders. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. And if, the thing, as I said before, is that we want to reach the mass market. And for that, if we tell them, hey, you have to go to an exchange or whatever and buy this token, no one's going to do it. Because I mean, people who are going to use the beta would do it, which doesn't matter because it's free anyway. Um, and we're going to cut costs. Uh, we're going to be the ones, the ones buying the tokens. But maybe the early adopters would do it, but the mass market wouldn't do it. So basically, for the commercial version, for the conversion ones, we have the, the, the paid plans out. Um, We'll be enabling USD payments, and what we'll do is that we'll use that money to, in background, automatically buy the tokens. Uh, so it'll virtually be the same as if they bought the tokens themselves, but we'll, you know, they won't. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how the token economy works. And if they, you know, if there's crypto people listening to this podcast, which there are, of course, if they want to buy the token, uh, basically they can either go to our website. Uh, we've got a widget in our website that basically, in the background, connects um, to to an exchange. And you, you simply you just don't have to sign up anywhere. It's super simple. You just go to the website, uh, enter your uh, like your Ether address or your Internet token address. It's an ERC20, so it doesn't matter. And you send Bitcoin or Ether or whatever to an address that it gets, that it gets generated. And as soon as the Bitcoin are received, that those are used to buy tokens from an exchange in the background, and they're sent to your Ether address. So you don't touch an exchange at all. It gets sent to your hard wallet. So, so you're actually acting as your own exchange if you want to. Yeah, kind of. I mean, basically, it's it's, it's like a window uh, where people can buy the tokens. It's pretty cool. But, but, I mean, but the tokens are actually bought from an exchange, so it, it isn't an actual exchange. It's kind of like, I don't know, yeah, whatever. And But you can also go to an exchange if you want to, you know, do it. And you in various exchanges. Uh, for example, that token, which is a pretty serious and... Uh, professional exchange i really like we there um so you you know you can just sign up and, and just buy yeah them. it looks it looks like your number one uh 
public exchange out there is Mercatox, which is uh, yeah, I, I've actually also, got yeah I've actually got some good experience with that. It's very very simple and it's a non K yeah. it's a non KYC broker, so it's easy to sign up and be mm-hmm. secure yeah. tokens in just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean oh. we, we like to promote the exchanges that are legit and that comply with regulation. And that token is one of those. America Talks, kind of. There's a company behind it, so that's cool. Uh, but they, they don't seem to be very, uh, I don't know. They seem to be a bit shady, so we don't, we don't like to talk about that much. And then we're also in CoinExchange and Yobi, but those are like shady. Though, so, uh, yeah. Okay, so, well, that's, Fran, that's uh, all the questions that I had for you today. So I'd like to thank you for being on our podcast today and letting the people know mm-hmm. about internext and so the uh that token is inxt if you want to look out Correct. on um coin market cap and get some so like like fran said you can either go to uh the internext website and it's mm-hmm. a it's possible for you to get the coin out there or you can simply go out to one of the brokers that we talked about uh through coin market cap and figure mm-hmm. out those so it looks like there's kind of two plays here. You can become either an investor in by purchasing the coin, or you can become an active, I guess, active passive investor by by actually providing mm-hmm. X-Course services. And uh, so, again, mm-hmm. Fran talked about the two pages to get to that, internext.com slash core and slash cloud to become part of the uh, the beta list for that. Mm-hmm. So I encourage people to, to check that out again. Thank you, Fran, for joining us today. And uh, we'll yeah, thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a pleasure being here. Very good. Thank you very much, Fran, for for hanging out with us here today. Okay, that was Fran from internext.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-N-X-T dot com. I do apologize for the audio quality of that interview. Fran was calling in from Spain. But I hope you got the gist of what was being discussed. For more information and to sign up for the X-Core or X-Club betas, please visit internext.com slash core or internext.com slash cloud and get yourself signed up. Crypto needs a ton of companies like this that can disrupt existing service providers and become cash flow positive. We saw that lesson learned from the tech bubble almost 20 years ago that service revenue cures most ills. I hope that these guys can make it happen this year. That's it for today's podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next edition as we scour the world of crypto for the next big topic or interview.